0: Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a fucking ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm Molly Bay.
0: Today is July 11th, 2019. 59 days to kick off.
1: You are so perky. You're Man, perky I am so excited. I
0: am so glad to be back Talking about the Bucks,
1: Greg Almond tweeted that the rookies are reporting a training camp on the 21st.
0: Yes, and the veterans report the 25th.
1: So maybe we'll get some of that. I wonder if media is allowed.
0: I don't know, but there's a lot of days open to the public. So if you can, if you can make it down there, go see the uh, Bucks practice, man. Good and it stuff. it
1: starts on July 26th. You have to get a ticket. You get that through Buccaneers.com.
0: Yeah, you have to get a ticket before you go. But the tickets don't cost it's anything. It's free. It's free. Right. Yeah. So go check it out, man. It's definitely cool. All kinds of good stuff. They make it uh fan-friendly, for sure. Although, this year, I don't think they're going to be inside as much. No. Bruce Arians wants to have all the practices outside. That kind of sucks, because it's hot. We know that. Tampa's hot. It is so
1: hot. But I think he's getting bleachers. Bringing and then, the bleachers
0: back with the covers. I don't know if
1: there's tents.
0: Yeah, they're going to have the covers over. Yeah. It, supposedly. So, anyhow, news is going to be coming out in a couple of weeks about everything that's going on. But, man, it is so good to be back. We have been down and out. We had the chain reaction. Baby got sick first, then Molly got sick.
1: She literally jammed her tongue in my mouth. Like that's how disgusting kids are. If you're a parent, you, you get it. You can't If you avoid don't it. have kids, you're like that's gross. I know. It's super gross. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what happens. So then I jam my tongue in Ralph's mouth, and he got it.
0: Now, here it is. I'm like thinking, oh, I'm going to avoid this one. I'm walking through the house spraying Lysol everywhere I go. I'm washing my hands 20 times a day, trying to avoid touching either one of you guys. And then Monday, bam, it hits me. Oh, Monday evening. Yeah. And then I was out. It was, it was just a head cold, too. It wasn't like a flu or nothing, but it was like that pounding. Couldn't hear nothing. Couldn't taste nothing.
1: I still can't hear anything.
0: Yeah, and Molly took off from work. Two days. She never takes off from work. So... It's rough. It was rough.
1: And it was beautiful outside. I would have rather been at the pool if I'm going to take a day off. Right. Couldn't do
0: it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't
1: even take a shower.
0: Horrible. But we're back, and we got a little bit of news. Not a whole lot going on. Well, before
1: we start, let me just clarify a point. Ralph took exception to my tweet this morning where I said, (laughs) I'm forcing him to do a podcast. Because he said it made him sound like a punk bitch. I'm paraphrasing there.
0: <laughs>
1: so that was not the case. I will tell you, Ralph is not the typical man baby when he's sick.
0: I don't know.
1: Okay. The dude parented through a kidney stone.
0: Oh, that was horrible. Yeah, that was horrible. Did not
1: even call me from what, you know, he stays home with the baby. He works from home.
0: Four months of a kidney stay.
1: And some of them were really bad attacks. So one day he's like in a fetal position. Yeah. Basically all day. They did not call me. I had no idea until I got home. And I'm like, you should have called me.
0: Yeah, we go up to Christmas dinner with her family.
1: It's a five-hour car ride. Oh,
0: that was miserable. I was miserable. But then we get there and I'm like, I'm going to push this. I'm going to push this. And I almost passed out. I, like, I did briefly in the bathroom. And then I was like, I got to go. I got to go back to the hotel, man. I'm... And as soon as I got to the hotel, I just passed out. Boom. I don't even remember hitting the bed.
1: Never saw a doctor. Took my pain meds from after I had the baby. Yeah. Like I had them left over. If
0: you ever get kidney stones, what was it? Percocet. Percocet is the bomb. <laughs> but, uh, but then I had this little microscope thing set up with my with my <laughs> it's phone. It's the
1: coolest thing. Yeah.
0: You make it with a laser lens.
1: Ralph made it yeah, so from scratch.
0: It, so I passed his kidney stone. I ended up having two within a year. Yeah, but the first one I didn't catch. The second one I caught. We were at a hotel down in North Carolina, and I'm like fishing it out of the <laughs> urinal. But uh,
1: he's like, "I'm gonna look at this. I'm <laughs> looking
0: because you can tell what type of kidney stone what, yeah, what it is, the cause. Yeah, and kind of find out mine was a protein kidney stone. So. uh yeah, so anyhow, I I, pl- I fished this <laughs> kidney stones out of the urinal. and it's like uh, a long uh,
1: grain of rice, like black grain of rice.
0: Yeah, and you wouldn't think that that would cause so much discomfort, but man.
1: He comes out of the bathroom with this like shitting grin oh, on Oh, I was like, so happy.
0: <laughs> you, you felt it. It was just like, oh, gosh, yes, life is restored now. Anyhow, I looked it up under the microscope, and Molly figured it out. She got on the internet, and she was like, oh, it's a protein one. So I eat a lot of meats. Yeah. So cut back on meats, but I found out. The issue was I wasn't drinking enough water and caffeine. So I stopped drinking caffeine. I haven't had any caffeine in what, six years? Something like that? Five years?
1: Something like that. Something
0: like that. Yeah, I drink water all the time. So anyhow, that's our story.
1: I'm I'm like the bigger baby being sick, I think. We had we're gonna just go through our whole medical history here.
0: Yeah, this is not a bucks podcast.
1: No, we're just <laughs> <laughs> people love this to
0: hear about all your
1: illnesses. <laughs> We got food poisoning. Oh,
0: gosh, that was horrible. But
1: I asked Ralph to kill me, and he wouldn't. I was dead serious.
0: I thought she was joking until I got the food poisoning, and then I was like, kill me.
1: So, I've also had a baby. It was very traumatic. 55-hour labor. She's got a giant head, so it just (laughs) was not pretty. Um, Yeah, she
0: she, she was, when she was pregnant, she was like, okay, no drugs. I don't want any drugs. During the birth.
1: You know what? I made it through 36 hours. I do Oh, yeah, no. Of contractions. As soon,
0: as soon as things got bad, she was like, I want to what do you call it? Epidural. 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 I, Epidural. I was like, <laughs> nurse. <laughs> she I had to, that shit
1: within five minutes. So yeah, Ralph she went through like, so
0: much pain. I was like, get this, get her some like drugs. But was
1: like side splitting.
0: I didn't even argue at all. I was like.
1: "Um, In any case, I've always held the opinion, food poisoning Or childbirth, I'd rather give birth to another baby. At least you get a baby out of it. Ralph is like kidney stone or food poisoning. He'll take the food poisoning. Yes,
0: I'll take the food poisoning. So that's well. The the thing, kidney stones just (laughs) last so long. You know, I've heard
1: it's worse than giving birth.
0: So bad for so long. Yeah, yeah. The food poisoning was what a week, maybe. Uh, No, three days of really agony. Like the.
1: 24 hours of really, like, your intestines trying to come out through your belly button.
0: Yes. And I I didn't know that it was contagious. So I'm all, like, kissing on you and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm Trying to make you feel better. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing I know, I was walking down the stairs and actually collapsed. And I was in the fetal position at the bottom of the stairs. It just hit me, like, bam, like that. Awful. Yeah.
1: All that to say- My tweet was an error. (laughs) Ralph can handle a sickness. I'm not forcing him to do the podcast. Do you feel better?
0: I feel better. I had no idea you were going to apologize for that one. There we go. Thank you, Molly. (laughs) What we got going on? uh, Ryan Smith is suspended for four games.
1: What the? Man. No, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. That was my first thought, too. Because they've drafted everybody...
0: And that's going to save us the $2 secondary. million, dollars, right? $2 million, isn't that what he's getting? Yeah, and one?
1: I think we can cut him.
0: Yeah, he's not integral whatsoever. So,
1: But they've apparently known about it since March. Really? Yeah. So I wonder if that's why they drafted that way.
0: Interesting. Yeah, you never know what these sneaky bastards mean. I
1: know. But Greg Amon, with the... Stellar information, as usual.
0: Theathletic.com.
1: Theathletic.com. If
0: you're not a subscriber, do it. Great stuff. All around the league. I mean, all the writers are really top-notch.
1: Yeah, like they've got one writer per NFL team, I think, at least. We should
0: get paid for as much as we (laughs) push them, promote them.
1: Maybe we could get like a referral URL or something.
0: Yeah, and we'll say that over the air. Yeah. Click on this link.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Like all the podcasters do, whatever. Um it's been seven straight years that we've had a player suspended. I saw
0: that. That's crazy.
1: 2013, Deshaun Goldston missed one game. Javorski Lane in 2014 missed two. Quan Alexander in 2015. What um? What was he suspended for? PEDs, right? I think so. Doug Martin in 2016 and 2017. Juggy Doug. Mike Evans in 2017. I was just that one game for that. For
0: the fight. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which I would take that
0: suspension. Oh, on yes. it.
1: A lot of Bucks fans were pissed, especially like on Reddit. I that's, remember.
0: That's crazy, man. That's that's football right there.
1: And I love having a player that's gonna punch somebody in the mouth. You know?
0: Yeah, even though it was kind of a cheap shot. Maybe, but whatever. <laughs>
1: he was protecting. He would have done it if the dude was turned around too.
0: Yeah, Mike a fight. Yeah, fight Mike.
1: In 2018, of course, we've had Jameis Winston, and now Ryan Smith. It's the last year of his contract. Like, what are you doing? Brian
0: Smith? Yeah. Really?
1: His rookie contract. God,
0: he's been here four years? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah.
1: It's just not a smart decision. I wanted to look up. I forgot about it. Maybe we'll do a follow-up. Um, How many... You looked up before how many people had discipline problems under Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I wonder
1: what kind of suspensions any players faced how Bruce Arians dealt any. with them.
0: I didn't see any. There. Well, there was four people... <laughs> I think there was four people. I can't remember, but uh, it was yeah, all they, outside
1: the league stuff, though. It was like DUI. They or... were all.
0: They were yeah. The DUI. He was cut immediately, uh, and he was their one of their starting wide receivers. I think I can't remember, but anyhow, yeah. They don't play. Bruce Arians doesn't play around. I mean, everybody was either cut or they were insignificant people to begin with. So I think Ryan's gone.
1: Are you alarmed at the depth if he's gone? No,
0: not at all. Well, the secondary is so up in the air anyhow. We don't know anybody that's starting at all. We won't know until preseason probably. Yeah. You know, when we start seeing them on the field. And even then, it's not going to be set until the first game. Because our secondary is completely 100% up in the air. Everybody. And to, to screw up like that, you're gone. I just don't see. I don't. I don't see how he could stay,
1: especially when they brought in all their guys that yes. they want. Yes. Just dumb, dumb, um, dumb, dumb. What are dumb. you doing?
0: I mean, I understand with the with the NFL. It's it's very hard <clears throat> to to stay in the guidelines because a lot of these guys, you know, they take supplements. You know, they're always you know doing shakes and proteins and stuff like that. And they're always trying to get an edge. And some of the stuff. Anytime you take any of those supplements, you don't know what's in them. Right. You know, those the guys supplements, they're not FDA regulated or anything like that. They can put uh, saw, sawdust in them. You don't know. And so it comes up on tests. But a lot of these guys will do things that they know they're not supposed to do. You know, hormones or uh, banned substances. Is creatine? I can't remember if creatine is a banned substance or not. But anyhow, we'll never know. Whatever Ryan Smith and his agent says is the what it was is not necessarily the truth. Because of the CBA... The players can say whatever they want to say. The league cannot say anything.
1: Because of HIPAA, basically. I think it's related to HIPAA.
0: Yeah, that's why you hear a lot of guys will say, oh, it's Adderall. Right, like Josh Freeman. Yeah, or or something innocent. Right, when in reality, it's probably steroids or, you know, some illicit drugs or whatever. But the, the players can say whatever they want to say. And the league cannot challenge them on that. And they can't correct them. So with Ryan Smith, we'll never know what it was. But most likely, he's gone, I would imagine. Like I said, it was going to save us $2 million. No big loss, if you ask me.
1: What do you think about Melvin Gordon? Did you hear about this? Yes,
0: I did. And it really sucks because I have him in the league, and I was going he was going to be a keeper. He was the only keeper I wanted.
1: He's in the last year of his contract, set to make $5.6 million, which he feels is vastly underpaid.
0: Hmm. Well, I can understand it because, you know, running backs have a short shelf life.
1: Do we have to get one every offseason that does this? He said that he is not reporting to training camp and is going to demand a trade until he receives a new contract. Or unless.
0: Yeah, that kind of sucks, man. But
1: For your fantasy team. It... A lot of Bucks fans are like, let's get him. We ain't paying we're for not, a back." Yeah,
0: no, There's no way we're going to pay that. We're gonna, no.
1: Bruce Aries has already said
0: yeah, Bruce... he doesn't
1: overpay for that position.
0: Right. It's a smart thing to do. You know, because really, running backs are dependent heavily on offensive line. And if you don't have a good offensive line, it don't matter how good your running back is; they ain't gonna go nowhere. And we don't really, as it as it stands now, our offensive line is not proven that they can help a running back. So why pay six, seven, eight million dollars for a running back that we don't even know is going to be able to make it to the line of scrimmage?
1: I wonder what he's asking for. Well,
0: you're saying he's making five now. Yeah. Yeah, so he's probably won eight, somewhere in that area. Nine. Eight, nine, yeah.
1: Fourteen, like Le'Veon Bell.
0: Did he get 14 from the Jets?
1: I think that's what he was asking for when he held out from the Steelers. Yeah,
0: I don't think he ended up getting that much, though. No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, he's showing up for training camp and everything, which is really good. With the Jets. Right,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he seems to be... Because uh, uh, he
1: got paid.
0: yeah. And he seems to be uh, more into it this year. I don't know. And
1: team-oriented, maybe. But talk about the
0: Steelers, man. Talk about a Drama Central last year. How did that know. happen? But yeah, we're not going to get Melvin Gordon. No way. No how, no way. Ain't
1: happening. And I don't really like that tactic.
0: No. no at all. I think it will. I don't
1: think that you negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> that's how i feel he
0: just called melville gordon and it's like
1: children throwing a temper tantrum
0: yeah well i agree with you and it does mess up a team
1: it does yeah. like what's to stop him from next season doing the same thing
0: and or pl- two years from pl- now pl- it's gonna be or a distraction. Setting
1: that example yeah. you don't reinforce that behavior because what's to stop somebody else next year from doing the same thing
0: yes and uh it's going to be a distraction. Everybody's, you know, every interview, every media thing, they're going to be asked about Melvin Gordon and all that. And God, you know, it gets...
1: It's just toxic in a locker room.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've
1: seen how these guys are. Like, on Twitter, after one of them gets a big contract, all the other players see that. They're congratulating them. It's a its a thing amongst the other players. Yeah, so they want
0: a piece of that pie. They man. want to get paid. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, not saying that I blame them, but I don't agree with those tactics.
0: No, not as far as team is concerned. Individually, yeah. And I understand it for running backs, because they do have a short shelf life, like I said, and they need to get paid quick, because they're not going to last too much longer.
1: But they're also, like you said, contingent on the offensive line. Yes. We saw with Pittsburgh when Le'Veon Bell held out that James Conner came in and did just as well.
0: Which, James, I really, really, really like James Conner, as a person and a player.
1: But it's like, was it Le'Veon Bell or was it the offensive line? The
0: offensive line.
1: So I'm curious to see how he does at the Jets. But it's the same with Melvin Gordon. Crap! The Jets
0: suck. The Jets will always suck until they get new ownership. It's just
1: but there's always that question because who's the backup at San Diego that you handcuffed because Melvin Gordon was injured? Ezekiel?
0: Uh, No, No. not Ezekiel. E E something. Eckler, Austin Eckler, right? He, he did. He did almost as good as Melvin Gordon did.
1: Exactly. So that's kind of my point. Is it Melvin Gordon or is it the offensive line?
0: I I would have to go with the offensive line as a huge part of it. I mean, you're talking about Mike Pouncey, Michael Schofield, Sam Tevy, Dan Feeney, Russell Okung. I mean, these are top top guys. I
1: like, don't know any of those people. Above average, Mike Pouncey. <laughs> Pouncey. You know Mike Pouncey, I know a Pouncey.
0: Yeah, you know Schofield too. Yeah, I
1: don't know. And
0: Russell Okung, you know him. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You remember uh King what was his name? He used to play for King Dunlap. Dunlap, yeah. Oh man, I love that. What him. happened to
1: him? Don't know. Did he retire?
0: I think so. Let's find the out
1: the dude is huge. Like <laughs> just
0: a beast. standing
1: next to other offensive linemen. He's just enormous. Oh he retired, it looks like in twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen. No, he played in twenty sixteen. Yeah. What are his stats? Okay, 6'9 and 330 pounds.
0: Good grief. It's
1: insane.
0: He is huge. He was just
1: a giant.
0: Well, what is uh, DeMar Dotson? He's about that size.
1: Yeah, I think 6'9, 6'7, maybe.
0: 6'9, 315. Okay. So. so he's
1: a little more slender. A little
0: more, more slender, yeah. Yeah, DeMar Dotson's a big guy. Got a big old face, too, big head. I like DeMar Dotson. I do, too. I, I hope he. Stays healthy this year and does well. I think he will.
1: I hope he retires a buck. I'd love to see that.
0: Yes, I think he will. I, I you know, he's got one, maybe two more years. Than him. Right. What's it been? Eleven years. He's yeah, been with the something team. like that. Whew.
1: He's thirty-three.
0: But he didn't really start until two thousand twelve. You know, he was drafted in two thousand nine, but he didn't become like a starter in two thousand twelve. So, I really like him though. He's one of my favorite players, actually.
1: Yeah, just the wherewithal and the staying power.
0: But I am going to say this. After the 2011 season, I said everybody on the team needs to go. He was part of that he 2011 was. season. He's a last he's one. But he's
1: never been a troublemaker, really.
0: Yeah, but you never know. I mean, the way that team quit on Raheem Morris, you don't know who on the team it was. So you just have to get rid of everybody and start over. You don't know how much DeMar Dodson contributed to it. Don't know. I like Tamar Dotson. <laughs> last year was so funny. The last part oh of last my year. my He was killing people. Just literally picking guys up and throwing them. He wanted to keep his job.
1: Yeah. Well, he said as much mm-hmm. when they asked him about Cutter. Are you doing anything to try to save Coach Cutter's job? He said, I'm trying to save my job. I don't care about Cutter. Yeah. I don't care about nobody else's job.
0: I'm going to cut up some videos of that, of him just throwing guys. He beat Beninock just silly with guys. He would pick guys up <laughs> and throw them at Beninock. Hilarious! Ian Beckles is going to be doing his radio show from training camp this year.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
0: so he's going to be doing live broadcasts from training camp, and you know, Ian Beckles doesn't hold back. He's going to be talking crap the whole time. Okay. And he'll let you know what he thinks. So that's going to be interesting. I'm going to be tuned in. It's going that. to be on
1: the radio, though, not his yeah. podcast. Yeah, I
0: think it's 6:20. Not sure.
1: We're not local, so maybe we can get it on a yeah. You can radio. get on
0: iHeartRadio or you. something. That, yeah, I've got. I don't a, ever use I've one. got it bookmarked. Yeah. I'll send you the link. Okay. But that's going to be really interesting. This will be the first time that I can think of that he's been there.
1: I like that he has some traction as a media personality. I know that he's been in the media for a long time down there, mm-hmm. but he's not kind of the established no, media no. he's not he, in he, the press conferences he doesn't want to be right exactly so i like that and can appreciate that
0: very much
1: and i like that despite that he still allowed this kind of access to do these kind of things yes i mean if the bucks didn't like what he was doing he wouldn't get access like this
0: Mm-mm. now i tell you you've got with this training camp coming up, you've got, what What are we, what are we up to, 33 coaches, 35 coaches? I
1: don't know. Something I lost like count. That.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of coaches. Uh, right now, at training camp, well, there's going to be 90 guys, 90 players, 30-some coaches. That's one coach for every three players. Arians is bringing in ex-players, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks. Who else is on the list?
1: Is Rondé there?
0: Rondé will probably, I don't probably. know. I don't know if he can.
1: Yeah, because of the broadcast game. But I've heard that he's in and out of One Buck Place all the time. He's friends with Jason Light. Mm-hmm.
0: Shelton Corals, he works there. He's part of One Buck's Place front office. Uh, Derek Brooks is in charge of getting alumni to come there. Gosh, I know there's other people that we've talked about that are coming to training camp. So anyhow, and then you got Ian Beckles there. You want to talk about these guys are going to be under a lot of pressure in training camp. And plus, you got the whole secondaries fighting for starting jobs. I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great training camp. Everybody is going to be, it's going to be almost like uh, games. Guys are going to be out there. It's not going to be this lackadaisical crap that we had with Cutter and Lovey, you know, where guys are just out there going through the motions, no contact, not tackling to the ground. Uh uh. No, these guys are going to be fighting for a job in training camps. Yeah, we're we're probably going to get a few more injuries than we have been, but we've been getting a lot of injuries over the past decade. See, way too many injuries.
1: But they've shored up that aspect, that strength and conditioning. They Part got of help. the coaching staff. And
0: plus they have a whole department now that's dedicated to exactly. that. Exactly. Right? You yeah. know
1: what will solve those problems is more
0: bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> Paperwork helps Paperwork. The ligaments. Paperwork.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that injury wasn't approved ahead of time.
0: <laughs> you have to sit uh, out a few games. Do you like uh, Billy Ray Cyrus?
1: I love Billy Ray Cyrus.
0: Saturday, September 21st, the Buccaneers are doing a bash at the beach. Twade Winds Island Resorts. What wins? Trade Wins. Trade Wins? Twade wins. <laughs> Porky
1: Pig up in this bitch.
0: <laughs> Trade Winds Island Resorts. Uh, it's uh, Saturday, September 21st, Billy Ray Cyrus and platinum selling group Parmalee.
1: I don't know who that is. It's going
0: to be there. It's going to free of charge to the general public as part of the NFL 100 Fantennial Celebration.
1: Right? It's 100 years of the NFL. It's
0: 100 years. This
1: I guess that's right before the Giants game, like the last home game before we go on the road.
0: That's right. Very good, Molly.
1: Do you think Billy Ray is going to bring Lil Nas so they can do?
0: <gasps> that'd be awesome.
1: Your favorite song. And
0: then Devin White to get up there ride his horse around. Daisy <laughs> oh.
1: May will make an appearance.
0: Yeah, and Kevin Minter. Oh man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Completely awesome. As long as he doesn't bring his daughter.
1: That song is so divisive. People either love it or hate it.
0: I haven't heard anybody that hates it.
1: Oh, I've heard so many people that hate it. Really? Yeah. If you hate that song, you're not Ralph's friend.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Unfriend me now. Unfriend me. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Miley Cyrus, though. Oh, man, what a train wreck.
1: She's definitely the product of being a Disney kid.
0: Yes. They are all messed up. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. I just saw Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say if he's going to be there or not. There's going to be Fireworks. And a Rumpfish Grill After Party will keep the celebration going into the early morning hours. Pirate Flag Band, that's Friday evening. You can get a VIP experience packages for two with rates as low as $368 per package. Woo,
1: by two. That's actually pretty good. Yeah.
0: You get a stage front viewing for Friday and Saturday, exclusive restrooms.
1: I bet that has to be a perk in Florida because those porta (laughs) potties probably (laughs) get right
0: in that heat. Uh, uh, Sophisticated lounge seating. Sophisticated. I like that. And 20% off all food and beverage purchases, which is probably worth $368. Right. Uh the package also includes daily resort amnity fee, which includes unlimited rides on the high tide slide.
1: What is that?
0: A hooded beach cabana, paddle boats, tennis court play, fitness center, self-parking, wireless internet access, and more. That's a pretty good deal for What is this dollars.
1: resort? We need to stay there next time we go. Sounds like it's got a water slide.
0: Trade Winds Island.
1: Interesting. Mm. If Little Nas isn't gonna be there. I would go just to hear Billy Ryan sing Achy Breaky Heart. Take you right back to the 90s. I think that's his only hit. I don't know any other songs he's had.
0: He was at a bar right down the street from my house the night that album went gold or platinum or something. Yeah, that's my claim to fame with the Cyrus.
1: Women loved him and that spiky mullet hair. The mullet. The yeah. mullet. Yeah. I guess the jeans distracted from the mullet.
0: You got the tight jeans? I think so. Yeah. They all
1: do, don't they? Not the country thing. I don't
0: know. I don't pay attention to that, I don't listen to, to country molly. anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In other Bucks news, we signed Jamal Dean, third round pick.
0: Devin White's the only one left.
1: He's the only one left. Dean got a four-year deal. So, Devin White's the only one not to be assigned. Players can't report to training camp without a contract.
0: Well, So, we'll have him signed by the 21st. Right.
1: Yeah. They better get on it. I wonder what the holdup is.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They're just trying to figure out how to
1: structure his deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, you just don't have rookie holdouts anymore. So I don't even know. You don't even remember the rookie holdout era. No. God, you know, you would have guys drafted in the first round and almost all of them would hold out because they would want these huge contracts, especially like quarterbacks and stuff. And that's why the CBA, they made the rookie contracts. It's a, it's structured now to where they can only make but so much yeah
1: they're making like chump change now yeah,
0: compared to what they used to make yes it's, crazy. it's smart it's really smart because you would you would end up you know drafting somebody in the first round if they didn't work out you're crippled for a decade right that's good for the teams so we're just trying to figure out his structure and everything it's no big deal we'll get him we'll probably cut Ryan Smith before we sign him though
1: <laughs> yeah that's what I was wondering yeah will we pay him two million. Who? Some, uh Devin White.
0: I think he's going to make around 5 million. Wow. I think let me let me check on that. So yeah, looking it up uh Devin White is going to you know get a signing bonus of like 19 million probably, total value around 30 million. His 2019 cap will be about 5 million. So, and we've got how much right now about 7 million, 9 million, 8.3. 8.4 so, right million. in the
1: middle. Right in the middle. <laughs>
0: yeah. Close enough. Yeah, I'll take it.
1: Okay. So, of that, we're going to sign him with about five.
0: Yeah, that's going to leave us with about three million. We cut Ryan Smith. That's two million. When we cut JPP, that's going to be another seven million. That's going to give us about nine million. You
1: shut your whore mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hate it too. But I don't know. I mean, Bruce Arians, JPP is really the type of guy Bruce Arians likes. I don't, he might, he, we might keep him. But, guys, that, that is so tempting to, that $7 million is just hanging there, and we're not going to get him back to, what, October, November, maybe?
1: Best case. Best
0: case. And he's not going to be in football shape, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I mean, we're in win-now mode. Can't help us this year. We ain't worried about you.
1: I don't know, though. I think Bruce Arians has said it's kind of a – I think he wants to win now, but I don't know if the expectation is that we're going to win now. I think for him it might be a two-, three-year plan.
0: I don't know, man. we got way too many guys. Well, it's
1: not like if we don't win this year, he's going to leave.
0: I don't know about that either. But if we suck the joint up, he might not come back. But we got so many guys on one-year contract. Right. And so many guys whose contracts are up next year that basically if we don't win this year, it's going to be a complete rebuild next year. And Bruce Arians is not a big fan of rebuilding. Right. Don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I would like JPP to stay, but I could understand completely and totally if they do release him. Mike Evans had a golf tournament on the third. No, the fifth, I think. Somewhere around there. For his uh, benefit, the Mike Evans Family Foundation.
1: He's been pushing that hard this offseason. Doing a lot with it.
0: He has matured so much.
1: I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah,
0: I've just been so impressed with him. Second best receiver in the league. Who's the first? (laughs) Don't even. Don't. Stop.
1: Ralph's birthday is this month. If any of you send a Julio Jones jersey, I will give you $1. a dollar.
0: A dollar? <laughs> a
1: whole dollar. <laughs> Maybe ten.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Give me a Buccaneers jersey with Julio Jones' number and name. Number 11. Number
1: 11. Jay Jones.
0: Yeah. Guy's impressive. That's all I can say. But I think Evans can learn a lot from him. I think Evans has learned a lot from him. Because Evans you know watches his film every year. And Evans can be better than Julio Jones, I think. Really, the only place Evans is lacking is the physicality. And Evans is, Evans is very physical, but the blocking. Julio Jones is a master blocker. I mean, he just takes, he decletes guys. <laughs> he loves contact. Uh, Evans is better as far as contested catches. I mean, Julio Jones is no slouch on it, but I think if, if Evans got more physical with his blocking, then he would surpass Julio Jones. That's really the only, only thing I think Julio Jones is better at that makes him the best receiver in the league. Let's talk about some negative stuff here for a minute. Okay. Our buddy uh Thomas Bassinger tweeted this was on the 3rd. Gosh, we haven't done any podcast. No,
1: before. the last one that came out was on the 3rd.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, Bassinger uh tweeted out that it's been 6,000 days since the Bucks held a parade to celebrate celebrate their last playoff victory. You know, I just this guy, he's so pessimistic towards the Buccaneers. He's biased against the Buccaneers. You know, they like to say they're neutral, you know, I'm a reporter. No, there's no. no
1: way you can say that. No.
0: It's just it's just horrible. Why would you I mean, I don't know.
1: Like what's the point in even saying that? We all know that there's been a drought. We're very aware. We've suffered through.
0: He's he's so butthurt over the McCoy tray or cut. And I've talked about this many a times here on the podcast about how I'd like to do a a, a fan episode where I talk about, you know, because I really do feel like fans have a responsibility. We're part of the team. We are the most important part of the team. Without fans, you can't have a team. If nobody shows up to the stadium, if nobody, buys, you know, a team just collapses. We are the most important part of the team, and we have a responsibility. One of these days, I'm going to sit down and go to the podcast, and I'll talk about all the things that all the things I think that we, as fans, need to do to make the team win and be respected. But I see a thing in the Buccaneers fan base where we like to be downtrodden and pessimistic, and I understand it's been over a decade where we've had really a good team, you know. And if you ask me, I would go all the way back to two thousand two, two thousand one, you know, that was the last time I we really had a team that I was like, yes, that's a good team. So it's been a long time. But you know, all this negativity and pessimism hurts the team, and I'll get into that one day if I ever do the 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 fan podcast but on reddit if you're not familiar with reddit reddit has a forum for buccaneers it's reddit slash reddit.com slash r slash buccaneers there was a guy who said he was joining the Buccaneers bandwagon and immediately everybody was like yeah don't do it you're don't do this to yourself it's torture and this guy was coming from the Patriots and everybody was just amazed they're like what are you doing why would you do that like you're coming from the Pat's? To the Bucs? Basically, what are you, you, mentally deficient? And that was like the whole conversation. It was just like, no, don't do it. You're an idiot. Then another guy says, I'm a Patriots fan from New England, moving to Tampa next month. I love football, was planning on going to several games. I looked into season tickets, and they're cheaper than a single game here in New England, so it's appealing. Any thoughts before I pull the trigger? Then he says, thank you all, and I can't wait to root for my second favorite team. Talking about the Buccaneers. And then everybody just craps. on it. talk about how hot the stadium is, how they can't even get a buzz at the game with the beers. Uh, don't do it. You know, you're a Pats fan. And the guy was, like, incredulous. He's like, why not? I'll be a Bucks fan also. I already have Bucks coasters. And they're, they're just, like, constantly, don't do it. You know, and that's something we have to stop. The team is never going to go anywhere if that's going to be the fan attitude.
1: Why would you want to be a fan when the fans – are telling you not to be a fan.
0: Right. You're running off other fans. Who wants to be a fan of a group of people that are just pessimistic and are running other people off?
1: And the fact that we have such a small fan base is the reason we get shortchanged a lot as far as good games, good, game? yeah, look good at our ref sc- crews. Look at our
0: schedule this year. They right. would never have done that to the Patriots. They
1: didn't even notice that they did it to us. Yeah. we're like They didn't even look at it.
0: The redheaded stepchildren yeah. of the NFL.
1: That doesn't happen with these big market teams.
0: No. And it's because of our fan base. If we had Dallas's fan base, we would have Dallas's games. We would have their schedule. We would be on TV all the time. We would garner more fans, and that's what we want as a fan. You want more fans. You want the fan base to be large and strong and proud. You don't want to be a bunch of weak, sad people who are all. It's like Brown's fans. Every Cleveland Brown fan I know is one an alcoholic. To a sad, sad person. I know a lot of brown fans. They're just I don't I don't know if it's because they're brown fans or browns attract people like that. I don't know. But it's not appealing, it doesn't make people want to be brown fans. You know, unless of course you're an alcoholic and you like to be pessimistic. So if you're a Buccaneers fan, be proud. You know, don't don't run other fans off. Don't run fans, you know, they're they're thinking about being Buccaneer fans because every day, every day. Tens of thousands of people across the planet are deciding what football team they're going to root for. And they base it on all kinds of silly crap. You know, uh, the quarterback, the color of the jerseys, the the winning records, the the state, the, the any number of things. But if the fan base sucks, they're not going to want to join that fan base. Point blank. I mean, who wants to join a gang that just sits around and bitches all the time? Nobody. You know, we talk about Pittsburgh Steelers fans, the worst fans in the league. Ugh. <laughs> it's just obnoxious. Ugh. But, man, they got pride. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they wear their colors. They, they're they proud of their team. They You generally don't catch them in the corner sobbing into their beer, bitching about their quarterback every year. So if we could do one thing with this podcast, it's to get get, get the fan base riled up and excited about our team and attract other fans.
1: There's nothing like we aren't in the Tampa market, and so when we see other Bucks fans, it's really an anomaly. <laughs> but there's enough out there that we run into them on occasion, and it's a sense of pride for me. It's kind of a oh yeah, you're like in this in group. Yeah, if I,
0: if I see somebody because I've got Buccaneers stuff all over my car, Molly does too, and if you see somebody with like a Buccaneers license plate or. A, sticker, I'll always try to flag them down or, you know, wave, you know, be like, hey, thumbs up and everything, point at my stuff, you know, and all that. And even generally, when we go out to the bars for the games, we try to hunt down Buccaneer fans.
1: Yeah, we've become friends with people I yeah, go to got the same bar yeah. and we had a group for a while there.
0: Yeah. Until you went and got pregnant, we couldn't go out <laughs> drinking anymore.
1: <laughs> it was not that. It was after we hired Lovie Smith.
0: Oh, yeah. That was so with depressing. Yeah. 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 Games just were not that fun to go out and watch. <laughs> and plus, we had the kids, so we couldn't go out to the bars.
1: Talking about, I got pregnant, like I did that myself.
0: <laughs> it's all your fault. It's man. all my fault. <laughs> the Virgin Molly over here. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a simulation, the Madden, I think it's Madden 20 is coming out, or Madden 19, I can't remember. But I saw it on YouTube. They had a simulation of all the NFC South teams. It's really fun. I like watching that stuff. And they had the Panthers were first, Patriots were second. I mean, uh, the Saints were second, Falcons third, and then Buccaneers come in. I think we were f- four and 12, maybe six. And, I can't remember, but anyhow, it was, just, yeah, that it was six and 10. That's right. And I'm watching it. And the guy who did it, he set it up. He tried to, you know, get the roster current and everything, but what he, he did the simulation for the whole league and he started with the Browns. And so every trade after that, he didn't put it in because it would, mess up all the other teams. So it was before we had gotten to Dom Kong Sioux. By the time he got done, so Sue wasn't on the team. Anyhow, watching it, our secondary was just getting destroyed. We had no pass rush. And it was basically last year's team. And I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my gosh, the league doesn't know what they're in store for. And I wanted to do this with you, Molly, today. We you know we've been we're gonna be doing YouTube uh film breakdown and all that good stuff. And we're gonna we're gonna start doing the YouTube We say this all the time, we're going to be doing this, and we never end up doing stuff. I
1: know, and that's the worst part, is that we put it on recording, (laughs) where people can refer back to it, and then they ask us, "Yeah, what happened to this?
0: Yeah, we actually had a guy on Facebook be like, hey, I thought y'all were putting your faces on...
1: And I was like, I don't even remember saying that, but it's a good chance that I did (laughs) at some point. I think you said it.
0: Yeah. So... We're going to be doing the the YouTube channel. We're going to be doing the podcast, but doing it on YouTube with our faces. So it's going to be like a video, but we're also going to be doing film breakdown at the same time. And one of the things I want to do is really show how different our defense is going to be. And I know I keep pounding this away on the podcast, but I don't think people realize. Well, obviously they don't realize it because I was watching this Madden simulation and they had us in the 4-3. Same defense. And even you watch uh you watch a a normal three four and then you watch Todd Bowles' defense, it's night and day. I'm telling you, you can't watch the defense and know what they're gonna do. And it's gonna be so fun to watch. It's gonna be so fun. And they bring pressure from everywhere. You don't know. You never know where it's coming from. They come up the middle with the linebackers, the cornerbacks cornerbacks blitz all the time. Safeties come down to blitz. I mean, it's just it's crazy. You Buck fans are really going to be in for a surprise. That the whole league is, I think. I think we're going to have uh, our defense, especially a team that is going to catch everybody off guard. The only, the only team I'm worried about in our division is the Saints. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because Drew Brees can get that ball out too quick, and he's seen everything. Right. And I think that we are, we're going to fool him a lot, but it's Drew Brees.
1: There's only so much you can do.
0: Right. Yeah. But we always play Drew Brees well.
1: And I mean, we split last season with him, right? Won the first game, lost the second. That's
0: right, yeah. Yeah, shocked him in that first game.
1: So it's not like we can't beat them.
0: No, we always play them tough. Right. But they're the only ones I really worry about with this new defense because it is a lot of pressure. I mean, we're going to be bringing pressure, and Drew Brees is good at pressure. You know, if he doesn't get the ball out, he will ground it while he's being tackled, and they won't call it. Dumb refs.
1: Buccaneers.com Carmen Vitale put out (laughs) a... Article today on how Ndamukong Su stacks up against his counterparts in the NFC South. And his stats are comparable in some areas, better in some areas, worse in some areas. Like sacks, I think everybody else had five, six sacks. He's got four and a half. Hmm. Neither here nor there. This from last year? Yeah. Yeah, That does
0: does include playoffs. Right. Right. It's just the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. So You put the playoffs in there, then he's, what do you have, a sack and a half? Two sacks in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Something like that. Okay.
0: Had had one in the Super Bowl. So, you know, there you go. Or one and a half. Gosh, I I need to look that up. Anyway. You have
1: it somewhere. Yeah. But Carmen brought up in one line, she said, what these stats don't show are passes bad in. And I think he had four. And it immediately made me think of Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. Oh, we go and get you, Shorty. (laughs) He's on to you. Little little (laughs) Little Shorty. Tiny little guy.
0: Shorty Brees. Shorty. Yeah, you say that, but he's like 5'10, 5'11, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. That's
0: short for a football player. Yeah. But yeah, that's how you get your breeze. Put your hands up.
1: Exactly. He's always getting passes batted down. And then if we can have other players that are opportunistic enough to recognize, hey, there's a batted pass, maybe we can get it and get an interception.
0: And we have a coach now who is not only a great strategist as far as offensive play calling is concerned, but he's a 4D chess player. And this guy... He messes with the opposing coaches, and he's going to be able to compete with Payton as far as the mental aspect of the game.
1: Oh, absolutely. I hate Sean Payton, but you have to... <laughs> you
0: got to give him respect.
1: Respect him for that. I mean, maybe not respect. I don't know what you would call it.
0: Uh, yeah, acknowledge. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's got that skill. He's got yeah. many bad qualities, but...
0: But Bruce Arians is better. He's, he's going to be the best coach in the division by far. I think.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan Quinn. I don't think Dan Quinn is a bad coach, but I think that he's more coordinator than head coach. Yes. And then Cutter. We're just going to have a field name with him.
0: Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch.
1: Ron Rivera. He's smart and tricky, but I don't think his team is well coached enough to overcome.
0: I am predicting that the Panthers are going to really be bad this year.
1: I think so, too. I think they're going to collapse.
0: I do, too. I don't know how much of that is objective observation or just wishful thinking. <laughs>
1: right, I know, exactly. <laughs> I hope they tank. <laughs> yes.
0: But, I mean, you know, I, I really do feel like Cam is, Cam has never been what a traditional quarterback. We all know that. But he's never been a good quarterback. He's just been big and strong, and he can...
1: He's got his legs.
0: Right, he can run the ball well. And once he got his emotional imbalance crap under control a little bit, then he became, you know, an elite quarterback, but... Not a, an elite pocket passing quarterback. So I think that his days are, his glory days are gone.
1: Absolutely. He came into the league when he kind of started the read option quarterback, the mm-hmm. ones mm-hmm. with their legs. He's a one trick pony to me, mm-hmm. with his shoulder being, I don't know if it was reconstruction, reconstructed or. Just having the surgery, being injured, all that—I'm yeah. like, I don't. I mean, how much are you really going to be able to come back from that?
0: Right, and he's throw—he's—he's he's changing his whole throwing motion now oh, because he is? of a surgery. Yeah, that's what the reports are. So that's—that's that's just not good. I mean, he's—he's he's never been a good passer to begin with. He's not accurate whatsoever. I mean, he could throw the ball sixty yards, but it's going to be twenty yards away from the right. receiver. right.
1: And he doesn't have these elite receivers that can make up for his deficiencies. Right. So and, you take his legs away from him, you force them to pass, and that's how we wiped the floor with him in December of last year.
0: Yes, and we've got their offensive line. Half their offensive line is gone. Uh, they've got some free agents to come in. They've they got some rookies, I think. Uh, their running back coach is gone now.
1: Still got McCaffrey, which he's always a weapon.
0: Right, but we've got the speed now to catch him.
1: Yeah. God, I hope so. Yeah,
0: well, hopefully we'll be able to tackle this year. That was our big problem <laughs> last year was our tackling. Oh,
1: my God. I remember that one run where he oh. ran over, like, four Buccaneers. That was embarrassing. Embarrassing.
0: Yeah, but their defense, you know, they got Keekly. They're always going to have that. Yeah. Got a decent secondary. They're
1: throwing in more 3-4 looks. They got rid. I mean, they had... Problems on their defense last season where they Ron Rivera took play calling from mm-hmm. their new defensive coordinator this year. Yeah,
0: Kawan Short didn't do crap.
1: Right, where they paid him all this money yeah, and he didn't really do anything. Yeah. The defensive coordinator, he's still not even retaining play calling this year. Ron Rivera is going to do it, which to me says damage control. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a red flag. Big red yeah.
1: flag. Yeah. And I think he's only doing the front seven and Ron Rivera is doing the safeties and the cornerbacks. That's weird. Yeah, it was real weird. Like he's not—they're splitting up the defense. Yeah, with where they're responsible. which I don't—you can't really have a. In my mind, you can't have a cohesive defense with that strategy.
0: And then there's the whole question of the ownership wanting to move the team to South Carolina, and it, it's just—it's. It's to be too clear, much.
1: though, Charlotte is really close to the Carolina line.
0: Yeah, but it's still you know
1: moving just a the little team bit from the of city. Yeah, yeah,
0: a little bit of. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Unknown. Right. You know, and that unknown always causes chaos. So you're looking at just way too many issues with Carolina that could possibly make the team implode, which that's what I'm predicting is going to happen. The Saints, on the other
1: hand,
0: you know, I think they're, they just got
1: better. Maybe a little bit better than they were last
0: year. Yeah. But then again, you know, they, after what happened in the championship game, they might have the hangover.
1: Maybe. And
0: they might just be... But they, they Or could they, be,
1: it could be the other direction where the they just right? get thirsty.
0: Yeah. And then Atlanta is just going to be Atlanta, I think. so.
1: Yeah, I'm not really worried about them.
0: Yeah. but a
1: better than average, probably.
0: But us. Everybody is underestimating us. It's, it's even our own media.
1: And the fan base. And all the fan Especially Joe Buck's fan comments section. I'd say it's about 60-40. There's a lot of positive comments there. Hmm. Despite how negative the organization tends to be, mm-hmm. there's a lot of positive fans in the comment section. But there's a lot of people 6-10 and 10, right. that were tanking yeah. this year. Yeah,
0: Which so, I'm just like, what?
1: They're paying attention.
0: Yeah, right. It, it's really strange to me that, you know, it. well, we were the first ones to call 3-4 defense. Yeah. You know, by far, well, you know, when...
1: Everyone was still saying, "Oh no, we're not switching." Yeah, up.
0: up until like like two months ago, people were still saying, "Oh, we're not sure if it's going to." No, we were we were like immediately. This is a three four it's defense, be three, four. and it's not even really going to be a three four defense. This is going to be some crazy stuff that you've never seen before. And you know, then we draft all these guys that are just all fast, and then we get all these free agents who are solid, solid guys and some playmakers.
1: And the hybrids who have multiple. Yes, skill all sets. the
0: hy- hybrids. Yeah, you look all across the board. It's hybrids all the way. Around. Even Vita Veya is a hybrid. You look at him; he looks like the prototypical nose tackle, big burly guy that's just going to clog up the thing. But no, he's fast. He can do everything but jump.
1: He can get out in coverage, guys, <laughs> as Mike Smith showed us last year. Oh no, that was uh, the other guy.
0: Both of them did it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Horrible, worst thing. Why would you put Vita V out in coverage? I don't know.
1: Like three hundred and fifty pound linemen who
0: can only jump a foot. (laughs) And so anyhow, yeah, we've got we've got a very very hybrid defense. I think that's a good term for our defense. It's not three four, it's not four three. It's definitely not a four three. I mean, we're so far away from four three. It's like the difference between us and the next star. Which
1: I love starting. It's kind of a clean slate, it feels like because really, yeah, the, the yeah. defense has been such a weak point since I've been a fan, basically, I mean we had a good year in Urciano mm-hmm. with the defense, and then Levy took it over and just blew it up,
0: burned it to the ground, yeah, and so yeah, i don't i I think that even our our own fan base, but definitely the media and definitely the national media in Everybody else is totally not seeing what's happening with the Buccaneers. I think we're going to take everybody by storm. We're going to surprise a lot of people.
1: I cannot wait. And then it just occurred to me a little while ago. I think I was giving you deer in the headlight look. Because kickoff for us, our first preseason game is August 9th. So that's less than a month away. What? Today is seven eleven.
0: Oh, it's free Slurpee day.
1: I know. We missed it. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: Run to 7-11 real quick. They're probably out by now. Do they run out? Nine. It's almost <laughs> ten o'clock. Yeah, and they've probably run out. Can I put tequila in it? Would that taste good?
0: I don't think they sell tequila. <laughs> 7-Eleven. So anyhow, yeah, be be excited, guys. I mean, you're gonna hear all this pessimistic stuff, especially if you listen to Tom Bassinger or read the Tampa Bay Times or whatever. But these guys, they're biased against the Bucks. Okay. And Then you have uh Joe Bucks fans, you got Peter Report and everything. They hedge their bets. I mean, it's it's easy to go.
1: You can tell when they do their predictions for the season and all of them say seven and nine, eight and eight, yeah. or nine yeah. and seven.
0: Right. That's the easy thing to do. You know?
1: I'm saying 10 and six is our floor. Our
0: floor. Yeah. I mean, especially if, I mean, anything could happen any, any given Sunday, but if we come out and we don't get beat in the first two games, then we're on a roll. You know, we, we really need to win against the 49ers and Quan Alexander. And then we need to win against Carolina and Gerald McCoy. We do that, and especially if we shut those two guys down and we win those games, then that's going to give team confidence that the coaching staff and the general manager knows what they're doing. And then from then on, it's going to be like a brush fire. Because we got the cards stacked against us. We're the underdog. Everybody loves underdog, You know, and everybody, even the players love to be underdogs. They love to Fight from behind and all that good stuff, you know.
1: They like having to prove themselves too.
0: Yeah, we got all these rookies, these young guys, and you know, new coaches. Trying to staff. make
1: names. I mean, this is their legacy. You play ball for this many years, you get into the NFL, here's
0: and your
1: here's your chance that you gotta make a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's
0: it. Yeah, like the Scotty Miller guy. I really like him. You
1: I know? mean, what are they gonna do after football? Very few of them go on to be in the public eye.
0: Right. Yeah, this is it. And so, you know, here they have a huge opportunity to really make their mark in history. You know, it sounds stupid, but, you know, the NFL is That's history. That's the
1: path that they've chosen. Yeah.
0: And uh, so you've got a lot of young guys, a lot of young coaches, a lot of old coaches, a lot of veteran people. just really, really everybody has an opportunity here to really do good. And I think they're going to do it. I don't see any reason why other than unforeseen circumstances like, you know, a crap ton of injuries or the locker room blowing up, which I do not see that happening with Arians. Gosh, this will be the first time in a decade we haven't had locker room problems. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 10 and 6 is the floor. Easy, I think. I agree. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Uh, we will have another podcast now Friday. No, tomorrow is Friday.
1: Oh, this, this is coming is... out Friday. Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, we
1: wasted the whole week in we bed, did. basically. We
0: sure did. Six sucks. So, All Monday. Right. Monday. Yes we we'll have another podcast out Monday.
1: I'm a little out of practice, so <laughs> forgive me if I'm rusty. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter at Bucks underscore Observer. We can be found on Facebook and the YouTubes. Just search for Sarah Buccaneers Observer.
0: Nothing there yet, really, except for the podcast. Got some...
1: Uh, some older videos.
0: Yeah, I got some older videos. Andy and you did and the
1: cut-up of Shaq Barrett.
0: Is that all I've got up for this year? God, yeah. Listen, yeah.
1: yeah, you were supposed to do Ken Charles Rice. Yeah, That was your and next I'm one. I'm
0: so excited about doing a Vita Vea video.
1: you got to do that one next. I know. I think we should cut up that one together and comment on it. Because yes. that was fun just in there watching it.
0: It really is fun yeah. watching him. He's just fun to watch. Very exciting. I'm so excited about Vita Vea And Noah Spence. I'm telling you, when I saw Noah Spence first year, I was like, whoa, this guy could be elite. I mean, he had some issues. And then he just disappeared on the depth chart.
1: Something weird there.
0: Very, very weird. So anyhow, they're both getting back on the field this year. I think, ooh, they're going to gonna shock a lot of people. And, but I really do think that in our division, the coaches have seen Vita Vey in action. And that's why they've all shored up their off- the offensive lines. Right up in the center. Every single one of them, they've got centers and guards.
1: Who came up with that? You did. I did.
0: You, man, you called Atlanta perfectly in the draft.
1: I just like every now and then to feel like I know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs>
1: so I just needed to reiterate that for a minute.
0: <laughs> all right. So anyhow, it was YouTubes and Facebook. And
1: Facebook.
0: And whatever email. Uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to, go ahead and subscribe to us so you can get all this goody-goody stuff three times a week. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays are what we put out.
1: You can reach us by email at Bay at buccaneersobserver.com or ralph at buccaneersobserver.com. And we're also on the World Wide Web at buccaneersobserver.com.
0: Did you do the Twitter?
1: Yeah, I did that first before that TN Jamal meet event. You need me to do that again? We're on Twitter (laughs) at bucks underscore observer, as well as Facebook and the YouTubes. You just search for buccaneers observer.
0: All righty. Till next time, guys.
1: Go, bucks.